Pat, you got any good jokes? Kill time? No. That's not, that's <laughs> not a stand-up comedian, so I don't bank jokes. I have one joke for emergency. Can you give me your tight five? Look, I do, have, I do have an emergency joke. I have one joke because people don't understand when you say, like, I'm a comedian. They just assume you mean stand-up. Right. To the point of the fact that, like, a lot of stand-up clubs are the improv, which is terrible when you say you do improv comedy for oh, people yeah. that are like, oh, okay, so tell me a couple jokes. So I have one joke, and it's this. Um, a guy walks into a bar and sees all the brass everywhere. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, the bar is made out of brass. The seats are made out of brass. It's just the bathroom is, is there's brass everywhere. And he goes, uh, hey, my friend told me about this place, so I thought I would come by. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, I mentioned this, I mentioned that, uh, and uh, how there's uh, even brass in the ladies' room. And then the, uh, the bartender pauses for a second and then goes, hey, I think we know who peed in your saxophone. <laughs> and that's the only joke I actually know. And it's not a good one. But it is a joke. Yeah, and no, that's, yeah. if you are so insistent that I tell you a joke because yeah. you don't understand that I like, oh, I write comedy <laughs> and I do improv, I don't write stand-up jokes, then you deserve that stand-up yeah. joke if you were no, insistent. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah that's on uh, us. You deserve that. It's the that. only thing I've, yeah. <laughs> that was Dylan's fault. Yeah. I'll take it. That's yeah. on me. It's not, it's not a good joke. <laughs> but it is a joke. It has a punchline to it. It does, it does have a punchline. It possesses a punchline. <laughs> yeah. Is that the definition of a joke? No. Okay. Less an emergency joke and more like a parachute full of pants. Yeah. Parachute full of pants? That's the new name of this panel. Oh, good. Good. Uh, Did not deploy. Dave Lang is finally promoting his panel that I'm in. Don't worry about it. We're in that together, right? Yeah. I'm in the room right before it, so I'm going to do the most promotion anyone will do, which is I'll tell my audience, yes, to stay. I feel like we should also... Oh, I should just... just, Yeah, I'm just going to ask enforcers if if people could just stay in their seats. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Friend for that half... It's like, what? They're going to watch us just stand around? It's also totally fine if no one shows up for that panel. Look, I already won that panel one year, so I'm okay. I don't need to win it again. Remember that one time that panel wasn't out of packs because Dave forgot to submit? Oh, you mean most geek panels? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The last two? Yeah. This one, I was like, hey, Lang, the deadline is in two days. And then he was like, hey, I forgot to submit it. Yeah. I feel like most of the panels I'm on are like kind of like this is without question the most organized panel. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Without, so well, well done, Dylan. Yes. Good, good job, Dylan. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get going. Hi, PAX East. How's everyone doing on this on this Friday morn? Oh, it's an only Friday. <laughs> I was like, it's... Ah, oh, no. Day two of four. Day eight right. of 27, PAX. <laughs> So this is Hidden Gems. Who's been here before? Just out of curiosity. Wow, okay, thank you. Thank you for coming back. Um, this is our 10th Hidden Gems panel. Um, wow. I'm very excited for it. 10 years. 10, ten, ye- ten whole years. <laughs> no. No. no, fourth year at PAX East, 10 overall. Been doing a lot of these. So for those of you that uh, haven't been here before, uh, basically I asked these fine folks to scour the show floor and find some games to showcase for you, for you all to, to go out and uh, look at. So uh, let's go ahead and introduce our, our fine panel. Uh, 
immediately to my left, uh, you might know him as the ringside announcer for the League of Heels. He's also the resident of the Bear Cave. It's Pat Bear. Hello. Uh, good morning, Pax. And uh, I apologize to the portion of the audience that I can't see at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> he exists. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm over here. Boy. He will be talking about games, we guarantee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, to his left, uh, producer at Polytron, working on games such as Tunic, uh, Sable, also Untitled Goose Game, perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, it's Felix Kramer. Yeah. A lot, lot of honk squad reps out there. Push this over. Yeah, goose energy. And uh, with the <laughs> last but certainly not least, we have Jenny Windham, who is community developer over at Rose City Games. Hey. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny cornered me at PAX South. Was like, hey, I want to be on this panel mm -hmm. in the future. I was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I made sure to reach out to her. So yeah, um, basically we're going to go through, we're going to showcase some games. Um, the, the slides kind of work like this. I have screenshots of the games. You say, oh, that's what the game looks like. And then I also have uh, name of the game, uh, developer slash publisher of the game, and also booth number. And so what PAX used to do that was really handy is that they used to use the guidebook app. They did. You could download basically the entire like itinerary of the event and look at it. They don't do that anymore. They have their own siloed app, which, oh. which works fine. Uh, it's it's good enough, um, but if you if you want to like obviously you can find the the paper booklets the mini maps and the and the booklets like that out uh, on on the entrance and, and whatnot. But uh, I recommend like downloading the app and trying to find where stuff is because uh, it's really easy to just mm -hmm. like search by the developer name or the publisher name or the booth number and it'll show you exactly where on the map it is. All right, so let's get going. I'm going to start with something light here. <laughs> this was a game someone told me to check out. It's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a new Devolver joint. It's called Sludge Life. So this is made by uh, Terry. I don't know Terry's last name. It's me neither. the developer on uh, High Hell. And he's working with Adam Drucker, Dose One, uh, the musician. So Dose is doing like the writing and the music. And then Terry is doing a lot of the design. And Dose pitched this to me as like an open world adventure game, mm. which this does not look like your standard open world adventure <laughs> yeah. or, or like you know, walking sim is specifically what he said. And uh, so basically you, you, you are a resident of this island and the island is like super polluted and there's like all this like industrial waste and everything and you're like on this ocean of like sludge and, 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 and toxic waste and your goal is basically to escape the island. Um, and he said that there are there are three paths to get off the island. There's like the path of like the graffiti artist. So there are paint cans everywhere in the world. And if you find all the paint cans, you tag walls with them. <laughs> That'll get you off the island. There's also the path of the anarchist, mm, which nice. basically if you just go around and, and fuck shit up. Also, it's a 13 plus panel, just so you know that. Uh, if you go <laughs> Thank God, I always forget. Yeah, yeah, great. Okay, cool. Um, you can go around and fuck shit up and that can get you off the island. The last one, he didn't have a pithy phrase where it was like way of the guy that screws over the corporate CEO because apparently like the entire island's owned by like this mega corporation and you can steal the CEO's yacht and just drive off. Yes. Yeah. But in order to do that, yes. you have to like yeah. complete a series of steps. So it, it, it has that traditional walking sim kind of style where you are interacting with the world and interacting with people and you're accumulating knowledge. But it's just in this very rough and tumble like industrial punk aesthetic. 
And it's so I was trying to find a good piece of dialogue. So I think this piece that says, it feels so rude to my booty, <laughs> really just kind of encapsulates the entire experience. You may, you may have seen the giant poster for this game. Um, it's next to the Finji booth. Mm-hmm. So if you come to the Finji booth at all, just look to your left, and there is a massive cat with two buttholes licking itself. That's the poster for this game. <laughs> and it's kind of great. I mean, uh, it yeah. is called Sludge Life. Yeah. So, like, Sludge Life plus this image, I kind of know what game I'm in for. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I am like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. sure. It doesn't pull any punches. I think it tells you exactly what you're walking into. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out if you want to. They have it on a big monitor on in the Devolver booth. And do they have it over in that where that big... To butthole cat is yeah. If okay. you walk around like the side of that, you'll find the devolver booth and yeah, it's right. I didn't there. notice the cat at first, and then when I did, I, I was like, well, you didn't just... notice the forty foot high cat with two buttholes licking itself. All right. To be fair, I did, but it didn't register. Right. Okay. Well, but I was like, oh, that that is <laughs> something you see every day. Yeah. Really. That was yeah. Your yeah. two butthole cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, normal. It is packs. Like sure. It's just no, no. This one, this one got me. I was like, Oops. during setup, I was like, okay, this is the packs I'm in for. I mean, honestly, as long as it's not, hey, play this handheld game in a coffin, like everything. Yeah, that was weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, that like, odd. that's the one where I had to stop and really think about what I'm doing, not that what, one, not what, yeah. not what Tiny Build was doing. But what am I doing with my? They're life? also like super friendly, but I was like, come, lie down. Yeah, yeah. Just, it was, just take a load off. It made it so much worse. But I definitely wanted to take a nap. I was like, if I yeah. close one of these, how long before anyone finds me? <laughs> oh. I can't. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry for that so tangent. True. No, that that's was a right. goodie. I like that one. Moving on. Oh, Felix, Conquest. Yeah, this, yes, this is so cute. Okay, so Conquest is over in the mini booth or in the patch rising. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um, which was hard, kind of hard to find. I had to do. We had to walk around a bunch to like figure out right. where Pax Rising was this year. What's great about Pax is that there are now so many indie showcases that you now get confused about which indie yeah. showcase you're standing. Yeah, that's like, good. Like, that's good. Am that's I in like the indie, indie showcase? Life. Am I in Rising? Am I in Indie Mega Booth? Where am I? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is this the, the, all the Polish devs? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, how many vowels are there in the publisher name? None. Definitely yes in the Polish area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. We did it. So I um, I ran into this. Dev- Developer Theo and they were uh, super super cool um, and informed me they were making a game uh, that was like a match three ish but taught you how to read um, Japanese and I I got like instantaneously excited because I personally have tried lots of different ways on like trying to figure out how to actually um, learn any sort of kana like mm-hmm. it, like katakana hiragana it's been really tough for me. And so I tried all the apps, and they're like, they're like, it tells you the sound, and you look at it, and it tells you the sound again, and you continue to look at it. It just doesn't work, and I'm like, great, I, I'm no further ahead. This game worked for me within, like, I don't know, two minutes? Yeah, you were really into it. For me. And, like, your mileage may vary, obviously, but the point of this game is that um, you are matching them, so you do start with like ka and na, and it goes on to like ku and stuff like that. And you can double tap the tile, and it will tell you what it is. And and so it doesn't expect you to memorize it at any given moment. There's no penalty for double tapping the tile. And the point of it is, it you want to match tiles according to one of two things: either the first letter in the phonetic that you've got, or the last letter. So if it's like ka, you can match that with ku or na, right? Because you've got the a and the k. 
And you're building up this gauge on the side according to how many tiles you've arranged in an order where they're all related to each other, and then when you fill up that gauge, you've won. So at first I was like, okay, this is good. I don't know how well this is going to do for me. And then he introduced a second mechanic. I don't know if you have, you don't have another screenshot, right? That's fine. No, I don't. I don't Just have one. It. Okay, so I'll have to describe it. The second mechanic is that there is uh, a mystery tile. So now you have a ton of tiles, right? You've got like, let's say you have five tiles, and then a mystery one with a question mark on it. And you have to start sliding tiles around towards it to triangulate which... Which cool. phoneme this one is, right? And that teaches you not just like the symbol and the fact that you can flip it at any given moment still, there's no penalty for that. Um, flip it and look at it again. It teaches you not just that, but you start to remember like, wait, I know that one. It definitely has a K in it because I remember it matches with Ku, right? I don't know if it has an A in it or not, but I know it. Has. So you start to like internalize it in a way that is a little more nuanced and a little more related to each other than just trying to memorize each one individually. And I honestly think like you shouldn't focus on trying to memorize the any of the symbols. Like you shouldn't focus on I that. didn't. I, I you should always flipping be flipping the them and eventually the theory is eventually you would recognize them. But it would just take time. And there's so many levels that you should just focus on playing the game and not actually learning Japanese. And I loved that. Like I I immediately like was much better at it within minutes. So, and I have familiarity a little bit with your katakana, so it was like, but anyway, I loved it. It's the first example of learning Japanese that appealed to me in a way that might work. We'll yeah, as someone that has zero experience with language, like just, I, I, I saw the path of like, oh, if I just keep doing this, eventually like the phonetics and the symbols will like merge together yeah. in my head. Which I thought was a great way. It sounds like it's a fun matching game. It is really fun. Okay, good. Well, that's, to me, the most important part as someone that doesn't necessarily want to learn uh, uh, a written language but does want to play a fun match game. Yeah, I the think... The idea that it might also benefit me somewhat yeah. is pretty... <laughs> that's pretty cool. But that's a good bonus if it's just also a fun game. It's got a little threes in it in terms of yeah. charm. Like, all the tiles have little faces. And yeah. so you, oh, I'm seeing really, faces. It's a, and yeah. like, nice little... And the, it's very visually appealing. And it is really... It makes you feel very clever when you figure it out. Out, Ooh, that sounds good. Which I is like fun, that. That's fun for me. So even yeah. if you don't care about learning Japanese, there is something really fun about feeling clever at the end of the yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Nice. Cool. Jenny, oh. tell me about ambition. Oh, I love tell me ambition. about your oh ambition. <laughs> cool. I love this game. This game is so good because it can make your ambition whatever you want. So basically, you are... Uh, a woman, I believe, in like French society, and your fiance has, I forget if it's mysteriously like died or disappeared, but you are left without a fiance, and your only way out of sort of just an impoverished state is to climb upward in the social ranking. And so it combines this really great, it's like a visual novel meets sort of a roguelite strategy social game where you're really trying to level up by, um, interacting with people, getting to know them, starting to manipulate them in different ways, and you can have a bevy of, I think, endings where you you can end up as queen, you can like be sort of a master spy and sort of just create your own identity within this with the world. It's really cool. Does it still have cards that you're playing in the moment? Yes. So it's like a conversation's yeah. happening and in your deck, in your deck, there's right. kind of like, you're like, all right, I know about this subject and this subject yes. and this subject and you can like play it in real time mm -hmm. as they're talking to like gain favor with them yes. or tell them to piss off. Yeah. Like you can also it's, just really piss off. You're like, I don't want to talk to you right now. I mm -hmm. love that. I think yeah. that's so cool. Well, and it's like a valid strategy too. So you can not only 
like you, it's not just a game where you should win everyone's favor. Like it's really strategic where if you win someone's favor, you're gonna probably piss someone off on the other side. So you wanna depend on like how you wanna play. Yeah. Really I love fun. the, um, the last time I played this game, uh, I was distracted by how perfectly, I don't know what to describe, like like how emotive all the characters were when they were upset with you. Yeah. It was just so dramatic. <laughs> like, they're, everybody's so dramatic, but it, it adds, I think it adds that motivation to the moment where you're like, yeah, I, do, I want you to be like me, or, yeah. And the music, like, I, I'm a sucker for music in games. Like, that for me is the thing that really immerses me, and so I love the music, and it was great talking with the developers because they... Um, they mentioned how they actually had chamber orchestras and their composer like really got into the sort of the details of like, oh, if you're at this tile of a dinner, this is the orchestra that would play. And you can like really get that sense. Harpsichord at lunch? Of course. How dare they? <laughs> yeah. Refuse. Yeah. yeah. So this was really great. And the booth, um, this is, I should have said at the beginning, this is at the Indie Mega booth. Um, and it's by Joy Manufacturing. And their booth has great ambiance as well. They have like a tablecloth and this like lovely candle in the center. And yesterday I had someone in cosplay. Um, cool. So it was, it's a really fun game. And the booth is also just really enjoyable to be in to play. That's cool. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, there's That's one great. thing when it's like, we're all in lab coats because there's a doctor theme. And it's another <laughs> to see someone in, in a Victorian dress. And yeah. you're just like... Full wig. <laughs> but it's not steampunk. Yeah. So you're like, wait, yeah. this, what? Oh, what's your game? Okay. Playing it straight. Yeah, yes. <laughs> playing it straight. Yeah. Pat, tell me about Mini Maker. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. uh, Mini Maker is... Tell me about the skateboard hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. So... Basically, <laughs> Mini Maker is a 3D sculpting. Uh, you start with a base, especially in the demo, of like, oh, here's a shape of a, some sort of monster person, but there's not an arm and not a leg there. Well, you're going to drag the items to it. Um, basically, their tagline is good enough <laughs> because you're not trying to make nice. something incredible. And in fact, if you, are, if you are a skilled sculptor, this game might frustrate you. But if you are someone that just like, I want to make, if, if your idea of drawing is to just draw like a monster and you're like, well, I, ooh, its eyes are weird. I don't know, that's, I, that was a choice I made. Uh, this is the game for you. It's very chill. The music is very like relaxed and cool. There's this little person that just watches you. You're mini. Just hangs out and watches you that uh, is just like, uh, and yeah, and you're, you're like, hey, a skateboard is an arm or a leg or a hat and uh, and then also you can add stickers to it and uh, it's just this relaxed thing and you end up with something that like I feel like this is the game that I'm going to watch a lot of streamers play like mm -hmm. I'm, this is going to be a thing where I'm just going to mm -hmm. be in chat watching people just completely mess up a thing yeah I think one of the coolest parts of this game as well is that and then this can be very frustrating so it's important to like know about it before you go in is that when you place, so you have like your, your base, whatever you're using as a base, and you just drag stuff from your toolbox over to it, when you place something, it never moves again. Oh, There's no. no undo button oh, in this no. game. Yeah. Which sounds uh, bad to begin oh, with, no. but forces you into this zen of like, good enough, I guess. And, <laughs> and your, your mini is like, yeah, man, I like it. And you're like, do you though? And he's like, and so you're just like, okay, okay, I made a mistake. I'm just gonna uh, rotate the whole thing and add another one to make it symmetrical, I guess. Or like, and so you're forced into this very like 
I think it is a zen state that you're forced into, which is okay. super, super cool. Yeah. yeah. It sounds stressful to start, but I promise it gets good. It's, it's one of those games. So I, you know, I hunt for the screenshots for this panel and everything. And like, I always try to make sure it's like, oh, this is, I want to make sure it's not like an early build photo. It's like indicative of like what they're showing on the show floor or whatever. This game was very hard to find a photo for because I was never sure I was actually looking at the game because <laughs> every screenshot is something different. There was like yeah. one that was like a cyclops like bipedal monster and I was like what is that and then the next one was a hamburger with skateboards and then it was like a pony I was like what is happening Uh, I was watching the uh, the people showing the game freak out at someone who was making it because they were making a monster, but they used the stickers to basically make the back of the head the actual <laughs> face. Oh, that's and they fun. were like, well, we don't, I don't think we've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, they're still, like, learning because PAX is going to be great for them because there's going to be all these different people checking it out and different, like... For me, also, like, I'm one of those folks that prefers their control. Also, you're using a controller, and you, oh. you're you like, oh, I wish I was using a mouse right now, but you can't. You're using a controller. You're stuck. Uh, and wow. so I would have loved if one of the, if it was inverted, because that's how I play games, and it's not. So it was even harder for me. So eventually I was just like, yeah, that's where that, uh, that wasn't going to be an arm, but he has three arms now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they should have done, they should have had an inverse, like, toggle. Yeah. It was actually the opposite. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. I don't like playing inverted. <laughs> and I said, turn it off. It actually turns it on. Turn it on, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's a weird experience. Uh, if you go, if you want to find this booth, uh, there are things behind Animal Crossing. So if you're going to go to Animal Crossing, there are a whole bunch of booths right behind <laughs> no. that. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've been wondering where the hell they were. Animal Crossing is so big, it looks like it's the end of the oh, show floor. No. It's not. It's just tall and huge and incredible. Oh, but so there are other devs behind it. <laughs> and they would love it if you went and checked out their <laughs> just games. a bunch of people playing this game making Isabel pins. Yeah. They're just like, that's, just, that's really... Deep. So yeah, go in that corner behind it, please. Oh, brutal. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, moving on. All right. This is cool. So, uh, so big cities. Like, if you're not familiar with like game dev, like, I mean, a lot of big cities have uh, you know dedicated scenes for like indie folks or hobbyist folks and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even small cities. Like, like across the country, like there's hundreds of of places that have uh, different. Uh, Got to restart to stay up to date, Pat. Whoa. <laughs> oh wow. Ooh. Restart tonight. Restart yeah. tonight. Sorry about that, everybody. That's <laughs> no, okay. Um, so my travel laptops. Like I mean, I think we all we all have different scenes in every city we're in. Like New York, obviously, it like has a, has a couple scenes, like Playcrafting and, and other ones. Felix and there's there's a couple in, in yeah. Toronto, right? Yeah, and the like Dirty Rectangles in... is in Toronto. Sorry, is Dirty Rectangles in Toronto? Uh, they're in Ottawa, but okay. I think they also have a Toronto chapter. Yeah. Right, and yeah. then obviously Pig like Squad, Squad in, in, yeah. in yeah. Portland, mm-hmm. and then I have RVA Game Jams where I'm at in Richmond, Virginia. So Boston Video Games, so uh, they do a really cool booth where they showcase. Big indie games as well as like the small stuff. So they're doing like uh, every day they have different, they have a, a suite of three different games that they're showcasing. So like yesterday they had like Emily is Away 3 mm-hmm. and uh, some other ones they also have like um, on blanking. Oh, Kind Words is going to oh, be yeah, over there. Kind Words is there. Uh, yeah, which I didn't know that was yeah, a, a local Bostonian dev. Yeah. Um, so I really recommend, and they're also selling a bunch of games that are. are made by by the team um but they also and i think this is really cool they have a zine 
um, which is the lifeblood of any any local scene. Yeah. Uh, they have a zine showcasing the history of games made in Boston, which is really cool when you like try to think of like the yeah. the, the family tree of game dev. Um, and I'm just gonna read a little bit of this. Oh, uh, wait, no. Let me find. So. So a couple excerpts here. So it starts with, our journey begins at MIT in 1962 with Space War, which I didn't know was made in MIT. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it talks about games that were made here, like Zork, Miss Pac-Man was apparently made in Boston, Zoo Tycoon. Yep. Oh, yeah. And th then they have this giant family tree on the second page. It's like a two-page spread, and it's basically talking about the importance of Looking Glass Studios and all the studios it yeah. influenced. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right. Because irrational. And, right, yeah. irrational, but then irrational like gave way to the Molasses Flood, yep. which made uh, uh, Flame in the Flood, Chump Squad, which is making Kind, Gwen's on the show floor. There's a bunch of other ones. That's really cool. I didn't know what you meant by family tree at first, and I kind of got like, oh, I don't want to think about the people who came before me as dad. <laughs> but, uh, but that's super cool. Right. And, and it's true for so many, like, you know, origin stories for people we know as high-profile high devs today. Yeah. Like, they came from studios that were founded by people that came from studios that were, right? And it's, right. it doesn't actually go back that far. No. It's, like, pretty... It's, like, we're still in a very early stage, quote-unquote. Um, right. Indeed. So, yeah. But if you look at, like, the Molasses Flood and you look at, like, you know, the, the, the narrative through work, through line that they're trying to write and all that stuff, and then you tie it back to Irrational and how Irrational made a big deal about doing narrative in very large AAA games, but mm -hmm. also the, the immersive sim. And then the immersive sim is informed by Looking Glass because they made the original Thief and all these other games. Like, you can tie it, mm -hmm. you can tie it all together. And I really appreciate that. So I really recommend, especially if you're local, and you're like, hey, I want to get into games. Yeah. I don't know anything about the local scene here. Like, definitely a great spot to check out and have a lot of really cool games to, to, to purchase. Also, I think there's a reference to Undertale in here because Toby Fox used to be in Boston. So. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. Moving on. Cool. Oh, Chicory. Hey. Yeah, Chicory. Uh, Chicory is uh, in the uh, Finji booth. It was just announced, I believe, yeah, uh, this week. Yeah. True. This is something y'all <laughs> are putting together. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you know more about it than I do. But I will say this. Um, it's, I particularly enjoy it as a demo because uh, sometimes, you know, a game is like, we're coming along, we have an idea of what we're doing here. Here is what we have. And this has felt, this really does feel like, here is a demo for PAX. Like, we are a little tongue-in-cheek about this being a demo. We are going to be a little <laughs> self-aware of it. But it's also like, Here's the story, and probably not the whole story, but enough story for you to like understand why you're this person with this ability of like everything's in black and white, and it shouldn't be. And also, you definitely should not be the person to fix things. They make it very clear that there is someone incredibly awesome who should be saving the world, and you are not that person. You are their janitor. Yes. Uh, and so you, so you're just like exploring the world, and like not just putting color back into it, but also like taking color out to interact with things, puzzle solving. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but as you go, at least in the demo, it, there is a person that needs your help that really wishes it was not you helping them. <laughs> and you are not helping them in a way that they would appreciate. And they are definitely bummed with your result. <laughs> and that to me added a lot. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to help this person. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Ugh. Just now before the panel, I was telling Pat that I feel like this is the least 
like anxiety inducing game I've ever played and Pat was like no no I, <laughs> I, I, I sat at that demo like okay well what if I did this color well what if I did all one color I can't no. help this person and I was no. like that's oh, the sweetest thing in the world the best that's is cool. that you could pick the size of the brush yeah it's like yeah. Oh, I want to be really detailed and some people pick the biggest brush possible like let's get the I color mean, all over here yeah see and so, I'm the person that's like I'm gonna sit here for like three hours and I don't care but everything needs to be just so perfect when I color it yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is it's great it's got like a few things in there like okay well, I won't talk too much about the game that I'm representing at PAX thank you so much for featuring it I appreciate <laughs> it um, but yeah this developer is awesome he did Wandersung before this Wandersung yeah. is a game about being a bard and doing a lot of singing and meeting a lot of friends and this has the same sort of charm and like uh thesis, I would say, in that you can't really play this game incorrectly, right? A lot of what this is is about playing in your style and enjoying it and having fun with it in your way. And then you pointed out that you couldn't make someone happy. And I was like, hmm, conflict. Yeah. At least there's a little. Yeah, yeah there's, there's going to be something. Yeah. But uh, it was also just fun to be like, oh, I'm just going to walk around and try to like make this cool and see what happens. And like, I don't know, I... I, I like that it is a, it is l the lightest of adventure RPGs, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. while also having a fun mechanic that I like, like picked up pretty quickly. Well, and and just to be clear, there's because there's no wrong way to play. There's no actual like coloring, um, uh, like crit path block. Like you, if you're colorblind or have any sort of like. Um, color blindness, that won't be an issue because there's just no right way to play or wrong way to play, right? So the joy is like filling stuff in and exploring, but not necessarily doing it in any like meticulous or, you know, one time someone said at the booth, uh, they came up and they were like, oh, this is a game about, we, we said this is a game about drawing. And he was like, I'll be terrible at it then. And I was like, I should have said painting. First of all, I agree with you. <laughs> Secondly, no. I promise you. Yeah, it's like Mini Maker in that way. It's like, yeah. you're going to, first of all, either everybody's bad at it or everybody's good at it. It depends on how you look at it, right? Yeah, so, all yeah. art is interpretive. Yeah. 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 Uh, Felix, this was a game that you were really excited to talk about and then okay. you said, I can't. Yeah, so... <laughs> Floppy Nights is made by Rose City Games. Who? Yay! Yeah. So another... Thank you. Shout out, yeah. Um, I'm not allowed playing this game because I will never work again. Uh, so, there are certain games in my life that I'm just never allowed touching. And when they pit, I, I was actually pitched this game a long time ago. And the, within minutes of the pitch, I was like, you need to stop. I'm on board, but you need to stop yeah. because I never send me a demo. Yeah. Uh, we walked up to the booth and Felix was like, you, you, you have to you talk go, about this one because I, yeah. I can't. I love it so much. Okay, now pitch it. So Floppy Nights, um, like you said, Rose City Games. Um, artist Marlo Doby, uh, who is also the artist for Dicey Dungeons, in case this art looks familiar to you, is basically, it's a... All right, so it's a, it's like it's, it's a strategy game in the in the style of like Advance Wars, and Jenny's like staring at me, so I'm, I'm like trying sorry. to get the pitch right. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder um, what it's like. <laughs> but it's like a strategy game, but also the, but there's a deck uh, mechanic, mm -hmm. right? So like you have this plot of dirt on the side where you you build your units, and every time it's your turn, you basically get a new hand of cards, and then sometimes spawning a unit gives you more cards in your hand that you can mess around with and do stuff, mm -hmm. but you also have an energy gauge that you have to balance. Um, it's a very, very uh, nice, boiled-down, synthesized version of that strategy game that like really gets you understanding and moving, and, and it really uh, builds up the the strategy component. And it's also wrapped around probably like one of my favorite kind of like aesthetics because it's this great kind of mix and match of like this 
light fantasy world uh, and 80s tech. So all the dialogue, so, so you play this character named Phoebe and her, she has a, a arm that's alive called yeah. Carlton, it's a robotic <laughs> arm, but it also has like a face and it speaks and it's the one that spawns the unit. So like you, you put like floppy drives into, or floppy disks into Carlton and he spits out the, the units. Um, but the trappings around like the battle and everything are in this very 80s tech. So like whenever dialogue is being printed on the screen, it's like this very loud, very chunky, That's like so mechanical good. keyboard, like text. Um, when it says player turn or enemy turn, it says player turn and then an underscore attached at the very mm -hmm. end to give it that like, okay, here's your carriage return, like run this line of, yeah. of, of code in your command line. And it's, it's a very, I don't know, it's a good feeling. Like sometimes you sit down to a game, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you immediately, you immediately get like every, it's, it's running on all cylinders in terms of aesthetics and gameplay and, and spirit. And they also have trading cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Those I have. Which are really good. I really like the art on these. So if you go over and you play the demo, you can get one of these. And in classic indie developer, if you don't know this trick, this is a good trick, one, one weird trick. Uh, if you're running an indie booth and you have giveaways, you have a different giveaway every day because that makes people come back to your What, booth. there's more cards? There are oh, yeah. five no. cards. Yeah, Marla gave me all of them. So smart. It yeah. was so smart. So if you're, ever, if you're ever demoing anything, it's a good way to, to incentivize people to come back or bring their friends and check it out and all that stuff. And if you really want trading cards, you gotta, you gotta go back. Um, uh, to back up slightly, where, we, where is World City Games? Where are you located? We're located in Portland, Oregon. But they're, they're in the Rose City. Oh, where I was like, y'all can come over. Um, <laughs> so we're in the Indie Mega booth. Uh, I think the biggest like thing that's near it is the Fall Guys booth. I think yeah. it's like the biggest, brightest one, okay. uh, right across from Annapurna. And uh, we didn't mention Chicory. Chicory's at the Finji booth. Yeah, right. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. That's the two, the the right next to the two-butted cat, two mm. butthole cat. So we'll look for that. <laughs> well, these and then landmarks. Just stop before you get there. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll be at Chicory. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. Um, I'll also tweet out these slides probably tomorrow if you want if you want to check on them again. <laughs> Felix. Oh, oh Overpass. Hey. Yeah. Okay. So, Overpass is made by a developer that I really look up to and respect. Um, he made a game. He made lots of different games. Some of them rhythm. Some of them not. And one of them was one of the not rhythms was I think one of the best games I've ever played. Probably one of the most innovative games I've ever played. And it was called. Uh, Choice Chamber, and Choice Chamber was Twitch plays Pokemon before Twitch plays Pokemon. It was a game where you, uh, the game was being streamed and everybody typed things into chat and it would spawn monsters or spawn, mm -hmm. like it would, it would dictate what was happening in the game. It was very, very, very cool. It sort of lost out to stuff like Twitch plays Pokemon, which makes a lot of sense and not a lot of people know about it, but um, he's back and he's making, he made already, this is out already, a game called Overpass. He's showing it uh, down in a booth by, you know what, I don't remember exactly where it is. I, don't, I know it's in the mega booth, but. Uh, it's in the mega booth? Yeah, yeah. For sure? Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's in the mega booth. It's easy enough. At least there's somewhere to go. Um, it's a very chill game, it's a rhythm based game. Um, for anyone who's played other rhythm games like Thumper, for example, I, oh. I immediately was like, oh, this reminds me of what I, because uh, I really love Thumper. Like, I, I truly love that game. Half, uh, about half an hour into any session, I kind of notice I'm like grinding my teeth. <laughs> and also I can't, like, I don't remember any of the songs I just played because they sound a little bit like, chung, wong, wong, uh, like, uh, yeah. ching, and then, but there's no, and I love industrial. I think it's really great, but there's no like, there's no, um, it's not a calming game for me. It is like a ramp up, 
uh, not anxiety, but like a tension game for me, yeah. which I also you love. Feel like you're going into a black hole. Yeah, also game. you're a sweet little beetle, just like entering a, a existential dread mouth. Yeah. The, the first anyway. time, the first time I played it was in VR, and it was a mistake. Oh my god! Yeah, terrifying. It, like intense. Yeah, so intense. Great. Overpass is that chill version where you are in a post... It feels post-apocalyptic. I don't actually know. I think it is actually post-apocalyptic. You're exploring... You're on, like, rails, so it's just like Thumper. We are on a track, and you're exploring and, and going through highways, and there aren't any other cars. There's nothing else that really happening. There's architecture, and the architecture is moving and changing and directing you to where you need to be, and the only options are really left and right and A. Well, the ones I played. Maybe more buttons come into play in later in later um, levels. But what I was playing, it was really it was it was quite challenging still. But it was like left A, right A, A, and then and as the world changed around, you had to react in real time. And it, one thing that's really cool, I don't drive. I don't drive at all. And that means I have a lot of experience sitting in a car watching the world go by mm. and or sitting on trains and watching the world go by. And that, for me, is a really special uh, experience. It's something that I hold very dear to me, and it's how I do a lot of my travel. And this is meant to evoke those same feelings of this like traversal through a land where you get to look around you. And I am usually playing some chill music when I'm doing that. And so there's something, I don't know, there's something truly magical about this game that yeah, I love so much. Lo-fi beats to watch the world go by, too. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 Low five beats. Watch Well, we're we're kind of like I feel like we're in like a golden age of like like Zen rhythm games, right? Yeah. Like I, I mean, Sayonara Wild Hearts like really comes to mind a lot, but like this is obviously chiller than that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of the same feeling seeing this and seeing that, but also like Tetris Effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tetris Effect. It's another one I'm never allowed playing. <laughs> no, literally, I'm not allowed buying it. Yeah, I will lose my life to it. Yeah, I just need to take like a year off making games right. so I can just like lose myself in, in playing them. Yeah. When Floppy Nights comes out, I'm taking a month yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, all my other games. Jenny, she dreams elsewhere. Yes. Oh my gosh. Where do I start with this game? Okay, so first of all, um, Studio Zavir is the developer, and I believe Whitethorn Digital just picked them up as their publisher, so that's congratulations to them. Um, they are in the indie mega booth. I think actually right next to Ambition, if I am remembering correctly. So you can knock out two birds right there, just play both of those games. Um, punch them. Yeah, punch them. Before we get any farther. <laughs> tell, them, tell them that we I, sent you. I, I, I want to draw <laughs> the attention birds, to, not the, the developers. Yeah, to the dialogue. A lot of these games that everyone recommended uh, had very interesting lines of dialogue. I mean, we have Sludge Life with oh, yeah. Two Booty. We have this one that says, I've been up less than a minute and already this day is ass, yeah. which is a, a mood I can really, real mood. really relate to. <laughs> Five, okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. She Dreams Elsewhere is really amazing. Um, and the demo, I believe they're... I played the demo earlier this week, but I think there's actually a new demo on the floor. I think Davion gave me like the older version because I was just hanging out with him before when we were setting up. Um, but this is a game about a girl named Thalia, or a woman, I guess. And she is currently just like in a not a great place. This is kind of a more somber, serious game. Um, she's not in a great place. She's in her apartment and you know all of her friends want to go to a party. So the first part of the demo is you're going to this party and she just doesn't want to be there. And so you kind of experience a lot of her internal monologue um, and anxiety and sort of that like self-doubt that happens and there's there are like heavier themes of depression. So if you're you know not into that, that's something you want to keep in mind. But um, in addition to that, so I guess there's like so much happening in this game. Um, so Thalia is going through all of that. 
after she leaves the party, she gets sort of put into this world called Oblivion, and that's where this sort of persona-like battle system really kind of comes in. And um, this game blends like this surrealness of exploring your subconscious with um, like really great low, like lo-fi hip-hop music and some of the best dialogue I think I've like most real dialogue I've read in a demo ever. Yeah, and there's a lot of like dissociation theme too, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that she's coping, and right? Dissociating, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's super. It's very real. Yeah. yeah, it's really real. It's like definitely heavier than sort of maybe your average like I'm gonna go play a video game moment. It's not Pokemon. It's not Pokemon. It's not Animal Crossing. Um, but it's like one of those games where as soon as I played it, the way that they that uh, the developer played with color as well, like um, using a ton of color when you're in her sort of subconscious world, which is called Oblivion, um, and the starkness of the real world, like even that was really well done. Um, yeah, again, the soundtrack is great. I think the composer is here today, so if you want to like go and meet the composer, that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really good, and this is one of those games I think definitely should be keeping an eye on. Um, once you describe the character's headspace, I looked at the sprite art again, and I noticed a open glass of wine with several bottles on the counter, and then mm-hmm. open pizza. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah, that's a- visual storytelling, yeah. world mm-hmm. building. Okay, Pack. yeah, knights and bikes. <laughs> Um, so often the time when you go to PAX, people are just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wait in line for this demo, or I'm going to go check out this game. Uh, I'm going to go to the indie mini booth and check out something that may actually never come out uh, or will just be <laughs> at PAXs for the next three years. Okay, well, called out, yeah. first of all. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It, it happens, it. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. No, that, yeah, no. I, but I sometimes you. you can just go up and play a game that you could also just buy. Uh, Nights and Bikes is out, and I don't think a lot of people know that Nights and Bikes is out, which is why I wanted to give a shout out. So if you were ever like interested in the game, if you saw the art, if you're like, oh, I like what Double Fine publishes, just go to their booth and check it out. Uh, it is the 80s Goonies style adventure, like children, but also it's a game that is set on a, a British Isle, so it's like British Goonies, and that so cute. to me, yeah. I was just like Brunies. Yeah, yeah, Brun- yeah. I was just like, yeah, all right. Like Goonies is already enough for like young adventure, <laughs> like you know, like costume quest, like a little mm-hmm. older, like <laughs> the Queen's but, Goonies. Yeah, but but not yes. <laughs> so, like, costume quest, but like not like teen. Co- like it's just yeah. like that in between. That like yeah, yeah. 12. Still innocent enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, imagination look, look, look is to, cool. Looking to stir shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking to go places you shouldn't be. Looking to, like, cross fences. You shouldn't, like, go into junkyards. And You're like, like yeah. I could jump that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I got a bike. I have inline skates. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah, they do that, but then also they still have the imagination of, like, oh, the crane in the junkyard is a wizard's tower. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I, I think one player, this is totally a fun game. I think this is a... Uh, a great couch co-op. So if you have, mm-hmm. if you're with people, or I mean, the, that is also a great thing at PAX. You just go, you just go up and go like, does, any, does anybody want, want this controller? And like somebody who's just walking by that might not even try the demo, like you asking them to play is often enough for someone to be like, yeah, yeah all right, I am at PAX. I guess I should play games instead of just <laughs> wandering around looking at stuff, uh, looking at stuff, because uh, it's also a lot of times overwhelming. So yeah, just. It's a, just like a chill, fun adventure. So charming. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, and cute. And also, like I said, I feel like people were like, oh, yeah, Nights and Bikes. And now it was like, 
Yeah, whatever happened to that game? Yeah. Well, it's out. Yeah. You could just play it. Yeah. The uh, there, there's one gag in there where you're like sneaking into like an office somewhere, and like the joke is like, okay, we gotta be quiet, and then like every third step they take like something loud happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's one of the things that that triggers in that in that room is just a TV turns on, like a CRT turns on, and it's just a picture of Ronald Reagan. Yep. And then it just zooms in on the picture of Ronald Reagan. It's like the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. In case you didn't know which era you were in. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah I love it. All right. Skate story. So not only are we kind of like in a resurgence of rhythm games, it feels like we're also in a resurgence of skateboarding games. Thank God. I think mm-hmm. we're really we're really trying to fill the void that that Tony Hawk left um, when he when he won when he went away. Yeah, yeah when, right. you know when he tragically passed. Please don't tell me he died. I no. can't handle that here. People, yeah. People forgot who he was because the they keep walking sure, up yeah. to him. They keep walking up to him and say, "Hey, you look like Tony Hawk." He's like, "Yeah, I get that a lot." Yeah. Uh, um, so Skate Story is uh, made by Snow Hydra, a developer that made Zarvat, in case you haven't seen that. Kind of like a similar aesthetic style, like Sam does like a lot of like very good like shader work and like very Geometric. Ju- just juicy yeah. looking stuff. Um, so Skate Story is a game where you skateboard into hell. So basically you play as this crystalline uh, skater very, very uh, super hot uh, style, and you are skating along the ground, and this is the actual like perspective of the camera, so it's very low to the ground. Yeah, it's super mm-hmm. low. Like every time you push back, That's the cool. the back of his of their their shoe is like directly in the camera. It's extremely cool. Yeah. Extremely cool perspective. Right, which may be kind of doubtful at first because like that's not, that's not how I see skateboarding yeah. games. Like at least it's a little over the shoulder. It's no. a little higher up, but it, it really works. Because like you're doing, at least in the beginning of the demo, you're doing a lot of groundwork. Like you're not like doing, tra- you're not going up half pipes and stuff. It's, you're really doing it like in a straight line, like towards the next goal. So like all the, all the stages or levels are like less than 30 second, like little distances that you're trucking through, and then at the end, you can kind of see at the bottom of this, there's an archway with a big glowing white light, and you go through that, and then it's the next thing. But you're like surrounded by like all these low poly like pillars and plateaus. And it's got a little thumper in there, actually. Now that I think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like very like everything looks like it's like in dusk, and you have this bright red moon or, or star. I'm not exactly sure which, and it's just it's very, very like beautifully haunting. Um, yeah. And but like over time, it's like all right, we're gonna learn how to like speed yourself up. You mash A to speed yourself up. And Dylan was terrible at this game. <laughs> I I've never skateboarded, in my <laughs> but life, so but it was very fun to watch him be terrible because every time you fail a trick, uh, your crystalline body f- being form just explodes into yes. lots of little pieces, <laughs> and it's extremely <laughs> satisfying. Uh, and so I watched him for a while. It was really fun. Yeah, didn't even make me mad that you were terrible. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I could provide entertainment. So, is there is there a story? Uh, I haven't seen one. I think I, I mean you might get to one. I think okay. there, there is like a little thing at the beginning that gives you some text and describes okay. like the situation. I hope there is one because it is named Skate Story. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, you know it, what? I did not if, think if about there, that at if all. If there isn't a story, then they picked a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> or no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Skate no, Story. Yeah. Like, please, please give me a story about yeah. the skate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about the skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's beautiful. It it's just oozes um, aesthetic, and mm-hmm. and that's something that we really value in the games industry right now. I think is like this atten- minimalist attention to detail, 
um, type thing, and this definitely nails yeah. it. I, uh, and the reason that the, the character shatters is because Sam told me it was too difficult to make a fall animation. <laughs> Hell yeah. Make a big choice. And one thing yeah. I will say, too, the way the camera follows, when you, when you hit a wall or you shatter in general when you die, um, the camera suddenly sh stops, right? It's really jarring. And it's very effective. That that really angle saying, like, suddenly becomes, like it makes you really, you were saying yesterday, it really makes you feel the velocity that you had. You yeah. suddenly realize the speed that you'd built up. And that's something I think not a lot of other skate games do. Like most of the skate games I play encourage me to land on my face and like slide. Lunge. Yeah. I love Ollie Ollie too so much. And uh, or like fall downstairs and stuff. But I never get a sense of the speed quite so much as I do in this game. This right. game really shows yes. me the velocity that I was traveling at. Also, if you're familiar with Desert Bus, this game gives me slight mm -hmm. Desert Bus vibes yeah. because the character, when you speed up, leans to the left. <laughs> so it's just, I, I'm constantly aware that like, and, and the developer was like, oh, no, one's pick, no one else has picked up on that. And I was like, well, have you heard of Desert Bus? Yeah. Also, I drive a 2003 Super Forester yeah, that goes you, to the left, so. <laughs> My mind is constantly uh -huh. thinking about, okay, I, gotta, I just got to keep straight. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great game. Uh, Jenny, welcome to Elk. Welcome. Oh, oh this welcome is another one where Elk. the dialogue oh. is just being super sarcastic. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's really fascinating. This, this game is um, by Triple Topping, and what really intrigued me initially was the art style because it's, like, this wonderful, like, really playful 2D cartoony art style. And then when I was talking to the developer, it was extra fascinating because uh, this game, which plays kind of like an adventure game, I guess, adventure walking sim. Yeah. Um, it's a Never. lot of it is based on like true stories that they have heard and communicated with people, and like they're retelling a lot of these stories uh, set in this fictional town of Elk, or I guess Island. Um, and so what you're doing is you're exploring, you're learning about yourself as a character as well as learning about these people in this village, uh, which is a very small village, and some of it is really funny, and then some of it's, you know, really sad, and it's a really kind of like, really great snapshot of all these different human experiences that you can get within a game. I think I remember them telling me that there was one person that kept telling stories and sufficient that they were like, these can't be. These can't be true. Yeah. And he's like, they are. And then we're like, let's all let's put them all into a game because yeah. these are wild. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I think that's that's super. It's really interesting at the very least, and like it does tackle some pretty intense stuff. Mm -hmm. Like the demo, the you're right. The art style is so playful, and then some it of kind of tricks you. Yeah. Yeah. Subject <laughs> matter is like, whoa, what just happened? Like, right. yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. I think what's really cool and what I'm seeing games do is kind of explore like the different things that games can just even do narratively which is very fun like we have we have a good solid handle I guess kind of on like action games and like we have a good solid handle on I think getting more maybe dramatic in games but we haven't maybe hit some of these like grayer areas or nuanced narratives that I think now we're really starting to see peek through in the indie sphere specifically and so this is one of those examples of like being able to play with both like whimsical charm as well as more serious topics and kind of have this like very just really interesting journey yeah. um i mean if you're familiar with like you know, underground comic scenes or stuff mm -hmm. like that like this kind of art style has always been used yeah. to like kind of toe the line between like serious topics and like yeah you know, makes sense yeah yeah it's Humor. really really fun um i just want to point out uh real quick because uh, sometimes people don't don't know this so indie mega booth basic right. idea hey indie mega booth let's get a uh, 
a bunch of devs. We'll carve out smaller boot spaces. If we all work together, we mm -hmm. can then cram in even more games and bring in devs uh, that otherwise wouldn't be able to attend. Mini booth is well, we'll do that, but even smaller. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you go, if you went yesterday to the indie mini booth, if you go today to the indie mini, mini booth, you're going to see games that will not be there on Saturday or Sunday. Saturday mm -hmm. and Sunday will be all different games. So if you only go there once, go again, and you'll see all these other things, which also means if we're talking about anything from the indie mega the mini booth... Mm -hmm. uh, you have today. Like you have today, because they were also there yesterday. Um, <laughs> and that's... When you talk about like oh, one of the cool things about PAX is you can go up and you can meet like the publishing team and you can meet like the devs and their friends. Mini booth, you're meeting oftentimes the dev, one. the uh, yeah. one person. <laughs> yeah. You are the first within the first hundred people to play this game that is not them and their immediate mm -hmm. friends. Uh, so uh, it is it is like a really cool thing. It's a thing you only get at really small mm -hmm. conventions generally. Like hey, here's a bunch of Boston devs. Like then you get to meet and hands on. This is like somebody who's just like. Uh, I think this demo works. Yeah, uh, <laughs> please, yeah. please, 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 I have to borrow money to get here. Yeah. Please, no. please play my yeah. game and yeah. tell me what do you think of it. It's a great resource for people that might not be able to afford the whole mega booth. Mm -hmm. a, a, yeah. a mega booth and a mini yeah. booth is, is better for them. Yeah. yeah, and I think these folks are actually from Europe. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, they're, they're from Europe. Europe. Yeah. Um, and also, I forgot, but there's there is footage in the game of like some of these interviews and some of the dialogue it's that they get. Wild. It's bonkers. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. unique experience. Rad. All right, I think Pat <gasps> and Jenny wanted to yeah. talk about this. So, Pat, what do you want to set us up, and then uh, y'all can have a conversation about it? So, yeah, so this is another uh, uh, in the mini booth that caught mm -hmm. my eye because it had that, like, which is, I don't know the, the name that isn't the derogatory name for the Cal Art style, a.k.a. what's on TV, yeah. that, like, oh, this is what this generation, this is what their art style, this Steven Universe, like Brave uh, Warriors, mm -hmm. like yeah. this, it's okay, that KO. art style. And so I was like, ooh, I like that in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it was like this exploration like thing that seemed chill, but then also it seems chill, but also like around every corner, I was just like, all right, well, where's the dead body going to yeah. be? Yeah, <laughs> literally always a dead body. Something, yeah. 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 And then, and like yeah, giants. so like it's not... <laughs> That dread is is intentional and also mm -hmm. present. It's not like the it's not like Gone Home where you're like, oh, what's it gonna? Yeah. It's like, oh no, oh no, yeah, it's coming. Mm -hmm. Something something <laughs> happened. You just had like four sentences only in sound, sound effects, right. and I understood all of them. <laughs> it was amazing. Gone, yeah. gone Home is not a horror game, but you could spoilers it as one, and it has the vibe, and it is not one. Something bad has happened in Midnight yeah. of Islands, and you're gonna figure it out, maybe. <laughs> but also, yeah, something bad really like definitely. It, it is on. Yeah. There's an unsettling element to it. <laughs> kind of your head hung for a second. It's like it's yeah. just so bad. It's just it's like I don't know. Happened. It's it, it's beautiful and cool okay. and like was really fun. But yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, so if you, it's like a puzzle, very, very light platforming, but it's mostly a puzzle game, um, 2D sort of side-scrolling. And what I thought was really interesting about this game is it's about this young uh, character who is the hero uh, and is supposed to be destined to like save the world. Um, there's something that's happening that's ending the world and, and I guess they're the only one who can do it supposedly. But the developer was talking about how further in this game, and I think this kind of goes along with that sense of dread, 
um, is what does it mean when you are made to be the hero or made to be the savior of something and what does that do to a person? And so they alluded to it very lightly in the demo but when I was talking to them, um, they were saying how later on in the game it's like, if you have all this pressure put on you, yeah, how does that change you, especially at such a young age? So I thought it was really cool that they wanted to explore that concept that we take for granted in games, like, oh yeah, we're gonna be the hero and do all the things. Yeah, and you'll be fine. Yeah, you're fine. Maybe you <laughs> Every, won't. Everyone can shoulder that burden, no problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I can get out of bed in the morning, let alone that. I know. Yeah. Like, so I thought that was really cool that, again, it's one of those games that's taking like a really friendly art style, a really like charming art style, and then kind of like, undercutting us with uh, a lot more just to like chew on and think yeah. about. And nuance, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's our last showcase one. Is that, I'm not... Where's that? Oh, that one's in the mini booth too. Okay, so it's yeah. only today. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So play it Yesterday today. and today. Yeah. Go check it out. Cool. Um, I'm not missing it. No one had anything else, right? I'm not... I could talk forever. I mean, there's All you so need many is to games. talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Yeah, you need us to fill time, we can... No, no, no. Time. I was just making sure. I mean... I'll I'll give a small shout out to to Fogs. I think like go check out Fogs. It's mm. it's push me pull you. It's it's uh, no, such an obscure reference. Like it's it, Noby Noby boy. Yes. But you're both, a little better. It's a little both better. heads are pugs. It's cat dog. But if it, yeah. okay. what if mm -hmm. cat dog was go. dog dog and it was pugs <laughs> and it's like mm -hmm. it's like puzzle solving co op where you're mad at each other but also it's still cute even yeah. if you're like oh we didn't. We didn't collect all those sheep into the pan, I'm but this was fun. I'm using a Noby Noby Boy <laughs> reference to, to, to talk about something that I've been seeing this entire panel. Okay. So Felix has a Prince from Katamari Damachi tattoo, yeah. but yeah. also has a Katamari hat yeah. on. Yeah, both. Mm -hmm. But they have yeah. different faces. Yeah, they do. Well, so, this one's surprise. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. one's neutral. So my eye keeps going from oh, I see. <laughs> the yeah, face on their head time. to the face yeah. on their arm. It's more it's of just, a Nobi. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, what our panelists are showing this weekend. So first off, we have Jenny's Games um, that are at the Rose City has two booths at uh, uh, Indie Mega Booth. They're showing Floppy Nights and also Garden Story. Yeah. Uh, both really cool games. Obviously, we showcased one of them. Um, see both of them. You want anything additional to that, Jenny? Um, I mean, we, we covered Floppy Nights. Thanks, guys. Um, Garden Story is about a grape named Concord who is the protector. I know it's just He's so cute, so painfully cute. Yeah. Um, so Concord the grape is the guardian of the grove, and so there is a rot that is invading. And so not only are they protecting their community, but they're also uh, working with their community to rebuild. And so we're combining. I guess I like to like combine Zelda action gameplay with like Stardew light elements. Uh, so if you enjoy really cute games and sort of that Zelda vibe, cozy vibes, uh, that's definitely one you want to check out. Yeah. Then also, Pat Bear is on a suite, a bevy of panels Seven. this weekend. Seven Ooh. panels. I, 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 yeah. Well, uh, he's been knocking them down. I'm, I'm in a bunch of panels. So uh, I am convinced, and it has been proven true, uh, I, you are all here because you like video games, but you don't need to just see... This is the only panel I'm doing that's like 100% about video games. <laughs> uh, all my other panels are like, hey, what if we did a comedy show about fake video game titles? Uh, Infarce Postmortem is doing like TED Talks or like postmortems, but the panelists don't know the games they're about to talk about because they're made up by me. <laughs> uh, Smack Talk Showdown is a board game uh, based on wrestling, uh, doing promos and trash talking each other. We're doing a tournament. <laughs> Pat Bear's Anime Club 
is literally a panel with me and my panelists are yelling about anime. We're tired of telling you to watch and you aren't listening to us. So now I made a panel to do it. Pat, what's the, what's the best anime? I mean, the no. best anime that's on right now that I'm not talking about in the show is Keep Your Hands Off, Isaacin. It is an anime about making anime, but it's also a love letter to creative works and is incredible. And it's the director of Devil Man Cry Baby. Oh. Uh, oh wow. But the art style looks like it's a gorilla's music video. What? And it's. It's the best cool. anime Folks, out right now. Folks, this is a sample of what you can see at Pat yeah. yeah. Bear's anime club. happy right now. Like, <laughs> on Sunday, I'm going to be, like, watching it, like, instead of doing packs. Uh, and then Let's Rank It is just a, it's just a list. It's a list right. show. It, yeah, <laughs> Let's Rank It is very, very dumb. It's a panel yeah. that... It, yeah. It's directly after the anime, so I'm going to be real yeah. high. <laughs> let's Rank It is just literally uh, Dave Lang, and, and I think I've been on it a lot now. Um, yeah. There's a list... Of everything ever in ter- that we c- and it only started started blank and we all mentioned something and then we ranked them against each other so it was like Spider Man tennis cars uh, all right knife truck <laughs> knife truck and then, like okay what, which one's above yeah. and then we just kept that list yeah for every packs so now it's super long. But every time you suggest a thing or we suggest a thing, we have to discuss as a panel and rank it yeah. in the master list of hopefully everything eventually. I think I think my submission one packs was the entire discography of Chumbawamba. Yeah, you did. It's was, low. It's was, really low. It was real low. Yeah, it's in the it's top, top bottom. And we can revisit because sometimes the panel doesn't remember. <laughs> they might release a new album and yeah. people might love it. Or, like, or someone we, has a problematic opinion and or gets called out for something and you gotta like be like, hmm, maybe it's a Moved on the list. Yeah, Kanye, yeah Kanye's kind of bounced <laughs> around bounced a bunch. Bounced around a little bit. Anyway, yeah. very stupid. I don't know how I got approved for PAX once, let alone nine times or whatever. <laughs> he keeps forgetting to submit it, and then he gets it in anyway. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's yeah, it, it's anyway. terrible. But just, those two panels are ba- literally back to back, and I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna try to let the enforcers like you can just stay because why not? Rad. Uh, then Felix, you're showing a game. You're showing Tunic on the show floor. Yeah, correct? I have Tunic here on the show floor as well as everything else at the Finji booth. Please come by, give it a look. Um, it, they're all pretty cute. All of Finji's games are really mm-hmm. cute. We've got Wilmot's Warehouse, Overland, Chicory, Tunic, and oh, Night in the Woods. We still have a Night in the Woods station. You also have for real uh, temporary tattoos. I have for real temporary tattoos. Yeah, what? real ones that go on your body temporarily. Because you can't give stickers out at no, PAX. you cannot give no. stickers out at PAX. But temporary tattoos. But a skin totally sticker yeah. is okay uh, So those are pretty cool. Come on by. we got lots of merch too. Um, pins and t-shirts and stuff. So that's awesome. Uh, and yeah, those are my other games. I've got a couple other things. If yep, yep, yep. Out. Sable's still in development. Untitled Sable's game. still in development. Untitled oh. Goose Game came out late last year. Yeah. Rad. Um... So this panel is being recorded. If you'd like to reference back to it, I do a podcast about indie game development. We'll put it up uh, in a couple of days uh, when I get a chance. I also, if you ever want to reference, like if if you're like out tomorrow and on the show floor, you're like, oh, what was that game we were talking about? It'll be on this Twitter account if you just follow it or hashtag Pax Hidden Gems. I'll have the huge list of of all the games. I'll try to get that out tomorrow morning. Um, I also uh, just last second got put on another panel. Um, making your game. I'm moderating. It's six thirty. Tonight, I forget which theater it is, oh, but no. it's uh, it's basically a bunch of publishers talking about their stuff, and then also me, um, and I'm I'm gonna be asking them <laughs> questions. So it's Anya from Kickstarter, it's uh, Becca Saltzman, CEO of Finji, it's John Ritter from Lay Waste Games at Major Goon, and then it's Chris Wolf, who's a producer on a bunch of uh, different games. It's in the Bobcat Theater at 6:30. But uh, yeah, that's it from us. Go out, play some games, enjoy your time here. Tell them Hidden Gems set you. Thank you. Woo.